We are taking it back to day one in this episode. First time or early in your career, real estate investors take note. Chris Prefontaine of Smart Real Estate Coach joined me. And do you want to know about the biggest misconceptions that he finds his students have? Listen to this episode. We're going to loop you in. I'm Dalton Elliott. This is the Real Estate of Things podcast. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Real Estate of Things podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate of Things podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Elliott. I am joined today by Chris Prefontaine. Chris is the founder and chairman of Smart Real Estate Coach. Chris is sitting in his office in Rhode Island. Chris, thank you very much for jumping on the podcast. You bet. I'm glad to be here and I hope we can give some cool nuggets for the listeners. I love it. I love it. So first off, you nailed the name, Smart Real Estate Coach. That's uh, that's a 10 out of 10 name. How long have you been uh, running Smart Real Estate Coach? Oh man, I've been at this 30 and a half years, but uh, this fall is 31 years, but Smart Real Estate Coach is officially hatched in 2014. I think we uh, we recently did a video on this. That's why I'm racking my brain for the for the team. I think we did like twelve or fourteen thousand dollars our first year in business. It's it's funny to see what has transpired to you know now multiple seven figures. So uh, it's been a bit. It's been a bit of a ride. Yeah, it's uh, been incredible to kind of chat with you and then look back. And you have you also have one of the better websites I've seen, which is always something I uh, appreciate the thoughtfulness. Well, I appreciate that. Have. But talk to me about Smart Real Estate Coach. Well, you know. Very interesting group. Talk to me about what you do, how you do it, and the your why. Like, why in the world did you get started in this thirty and a half years ago? Yeah, I, so real estate in general. I can go there first. I I grew up in a non uh, real estate business. My father had a welding supply business, but he would build his own buildings, and I was too young to understand how it works. He said he used to tell me he leases them back to himself, and I'm thinking, well, how do you do that? It's the same person, but now I get it with entities and whatnot. So. I got the itch way back then. Um, Smart real estate coach now, in my opinion, fills an enormous gap. Uh, and again, my, my strong opinion on this is that in real estate, a lot of businesses, but real estate has sort of a, I saw a course or a webinar or a seminar live. And then the time frame to then do a deal, the gap is enormous. Sometimes people don't get out of the gap and they call us going, yeah, I spent a lot of money on programs. How are you different? And, and it just... It's very frustrating because there's good marketers out there, but they're not doing anything about it. So we get in the trenches, Dalton. We um we do what I call interactive real estate. If you're in our program, we're coaching with you. We're locking arms with you. We're doing seller calls with you, buyer call. We're doing everything with you. We're in the trenches so that when you hit all the curveballs, because you will, then we can easily guide you. Th- not easily. We can simply guide you through those. So that, that's kind of where we live, and that's in that interactive space. Um. I don't know if I answered your questions. I think that was at least two of them out of the two or three. Yeah, we yeah we're we're in the Hall of Fame numbers wise, so you're good to go there. Uh, what what do you find, uh, folks looking to get into the real estate investment space? Like, what are the some of the biggest misconceptions that you uh, hear about and have to kind of crush? Um, mis, uh, mismanaged is the best way of saying this. Expectations. Why? Because they watch the commercials and it says you can get rich tomorrow. It's just, again, frustrating. So there's a misperception there. There's a misperception in the um, in the creative real estate world, which is where we live. We call it the terms niche, but it's creative real estate. And there's a misperception there because a lot of people on shows will say to me, 
why do you, you know, exit your property so quickly? If you're doing owner financing or lease purchase, why do you exit so quickly? And the answer is we don't have to. We can stay in these deals from one year to 30. It just depends on the level of sophistication of the deal and the student or us, our level of expertise in structuring the deal, frankly. So you can control that your destiny in the creative real estate. And then we've gone one step further. Uh, we trademarked in the United States anyway, the um, three payday system. So for 18 years prior to the crash, I was paid once. I was okay with it. I made really good money in real estate. I don't have any doubts about or any regrets rather about my, my lifestyle. But to get paid three times is better. I don't care what business you're in. Uh, we get paid right up front. We get paid over time monthly and we get paid long term while we create wealth. Well, that's a cool business model for any business, real estate or not. So that's what we've done. Yeah, that's great. And what, and what geographically, like where are you and your students active uh, in terms of investing? We are West Coast to East Coast. Uh, we are also in Canada. We've got some stuff going on in like Australia and UK, but that's just in our course. No no one actively doing deals with us out there because we do deals. We, we rev share with, with students as they learn. They learn with us. But we are all across the country right now. Got it. What markets have your attention right now? Which ones are the most interesting ones for better or worse? You know what? Uh, most of most uh, shows like this or radios, they'll go, yeah, do you pick your market? What's hot? What's not hot? You know, where do we, I, my heart markets are where I have a student that wants to work, quite frankly, that's coachable, that's disciplined, it's got the work ethic that, that really wants to get after it because the way we do real estate, the deals are, are literally everywhere. It's just a matter of getting someone in that uh, geographic area that wants to work it and, and run alongside us. But Outside of the cities, a little bit uh, on the outskirts, it's always a little bit easier to deal with what we're doing. If you want to do a bunch of deals, uh, if you're someone that wants to do, you know, one, two, three, four deals a year, you can do it almost anywhere. And when I say that, Dalton, I should probably put a number to that. In the three payday system, the average paydays throughout the community, then I'll tell you our family team, throughout the community, it ranges like 45 grand to 250 grand, depends on the price ranges. But that's the average per deal, three paydays. Our family team's around 75 to 78. We're in the lower end of it just because our price range is kind of low in this area in Rhode Island. Uh, but that gives you an idea of what one deal is worth. That's why some people do want to come out and just do two, three, four, five deals a year part-time. That's okay. It's good money. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so you're, I guess we call you an optimist and say that you think no matter the market, uh, there's good opportunity to be had? Yeah, most definitely. You can call optimism or... Quite frankly, if when a person learns how to deal structure the right way, so I call it in my book, The Transaction Engineer, when you learn how to do that, you don't care what the market does. You actually welcome change. You welcome chaos you, because as it changes and the media gets all caught up in all the hoopla, and usually they're wrong, um, we get to structure deals and do so creatively all while helping buyers and sellers. So I, we say sometimes it's not the niche and this isn't meant to be negative people that don't like this, but it's not the niche if you don't like helping people and talking to people. Some niches like, I got a good buddy that does land flips. He can do it all from his computer. All right, if that's you, then that's great. Uh, for, for me, that's more like a one one deal, you know, one pay deal. When, when you're into what we're doing and you can create three paydays and you can help a buyer who thought they lost hope on a home, like there's a lot of win-win there. Um, so it just depends on, on your mindset with that. Got it. Makes sense. And and let's stay on the topic of deal structuring a little bit. Like how, you know, I, I've been in the real estate and the mortgage space since six weeks after graduating college, right? I came to Lee One Capital. And so a lot of my 
education and knowledge, all of my education and knowledge, right, was uh, through the lens of the lending side. And you talk with customers constantly, so you you get an understanding. But in terms of kind of formal education around credit philosophy, you know, go down the list of, of um, things that are in our wheelhouse as a lender. Like all of that's on the lending side. So deal structuring, I think about it from you know our side of the fence. But whenever you are coaching up someone on the deal structuring side who's looking to get into real estate for the first time on the investor side, like what does that look like? Like what are some of the core principles that you uh, kind of push? Um, sort of depends on the deal. We buy three ways: lease, purchase, owner financing. When they're free and clear, we do owner financing, meaning no mortgage. And then subject to existing financing. So there's a lot of nuances in each one of those. But generally speaking, especially when there's a market like this that just came off of and still is in most pockets pretty hot, um, you want to you want to make sure that the terms as long as you can. I don't care what kind of structure you're buying on lease purchase owner financing doesn't matter. The longer the term, like I'm sitting in my building right now where we're filming you and I, and this building was bought on owner financing, no bank underwriting. And you know, if you're in the business, what that's like It's a commercial building. And we closed it very quickly. Uh, and it's it was principal only payments for, for a while. That's how we structure most of our deals. Well, that's kind of cool. So why do I not care about the market with this building? It's a 20 year term. I don't care. Like the market can change three times. It will probably. Uh, and I don't care. So longer terms is a, is a key component for deal structuring. Um, and then the longer term goes out, your three paydays increase dramatically, dramatically. I'll give you some criteria, actually. Let me, let me give you a more specific metric. So in an owner financing deal where, where I'm dealing with you, you're the seller and you own a home. Let's say I'm buying your home. It's free and clear. There's no mortgage. A third of the properties in the United States are free and clear. So your home is free and clear. It's about 200 grand or more, but let's use 200. And I structure at least a four-year deal. That's easy now. I'm usually getting five and more. And I structure at least a $900 monthly principal payment. Those metrics I just gave you equal six-figure payday in 48 months on a 200 grand house. That blows people's minds. It's because of the power of the principal pay down and it's how our three paydays work. But think about that. That's pretty cool. You don't need a ton of those deals. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's definitely a novel piece to it. Um, any... So like you said, markets go up and down. So I guess one one topic on the podcast lately, of course, has been reading the tea leaves. Right? Like, what does the next 6, 12, 18 months look like? Um, I guess from, you know, from chatting with you, like your perspective is that there's generally opportunity available in every market and doesn't really matter what happens, right? Like, you know, it's it's somewhat of a roller coaster sometimes, but at the end of the day, like as long as you're, your underwriting deal structuring is solid uh, and and you are conservative, right? That's one thing that's popping up more and more now is that you see deals that are penciled in to the very edge of the cliff. And you're like, these are just the glossiest assumptions. And I'm worried that if, you know, every part of the economy doesn't continue to go up and to the right, these assumptions are not going to pan out. Uh, are you finding or do you kind of find that uh, that is a habit that needs to be ingrained or broken uh, in a lot of folks is that the, you know, too, too optimistic in uh, assumptions and projections when they're looking at a deal. Uh, yes. I, and to safeguard that, I would go back to structure longer terms, at least buffers your, you know, your, your, maybe your nonsense or your mistake. But um, yeah, it's usually from newer investors. Dot, and I feel I'm looking at our student base anyway, so I can't judge other communities. They're usually too anxious to get a deal 
too anxious to structure on the edge, like you said, too anxious to call them back. To just, you know, the first few deals are super important to not do all of that. But um, I guess, and I don't know what it was like in your mortgage world, in the finance world, but if you have someone on your shoulder that's been through that, super important. Better yet, if you have someone on your shoulder that's been through a few cycles uh, where you can turn to them and go, hey, what's going on here? What do I do with this? So I do care what the market does. It's just It just tells us where we're going to pivot. So for example, when the rates went up, right? Like they did recently, crazy amount, almost double. That that meant what? That meant a lot of buyers got pushed to the sidelines. That means they need us because we do rent to own and help them get mortgage ready over time. And that also means that naturally, it's not a prediction, like naturally the demand came down a little bit with the sellers if all those buyers got pushed aside. So if that's the case, I have to talk to less sellers to get a deal than I did about six months ago. Um, running into COVID, March of 20, our deals quadrupled in two months up. Why? Because people were panicking. They're like, I don't know what to do. And then, of course, it, it got hot and, and they got harder to get deals. And now it's easy, easier again. It's just a matter of where we, where we fish for sale by owners, expireds, you know, free and clear. Where are we fishing? It depends on the market. That's all. Fair, fair, fair. I, I want to stay on the market piece a minute. And one market I haven't talked about on the podcast uh, at all, Rhode Island. Talk to me about Rhode Island. Like what's, uh, as a, as, uh, yeah, just, I'm going to leave that as a completely open question. Talk to me about the Rhode Island real estate market and start wherever you would like. Well, Rhode Island's the smallest state in the country, right? So we're a dot. And on top of that, I live on a three town island in Rhode Island. So, there are, I say that just to set up this, there are pockets and this is goes for anywhere, but if I can say this about Rhode Island, you can say about every state in the country. And that is, I love when people say, what do you think the market's going to do? You asked a better question. Like, what about Rhode Island? Like that's specific because there's no market in my opinion. There's pockets of markets and, and I can, I'm on this Island. If I go over the bridge in either direction, I'm in, I'm in Rhode Island one way and mass the other way, different market altogether. So in general, uh, a lot of a lot of waterfront, right? In general, because Rhode Island's so tiny, so so there's some hot pockets still. But like anywhere else, there's some pockets that are that are slow. Where expires are now tripling and quadrupling. We're going to call them. We're going to go there. Um, usually within a 50 mile radius, Dalton. Any one of our students within a 50 mile radius can get enough deals to really build a nice business. So um, I, I'm okay with with being just in this tiny state. But we did expand because it's so tiny to Rhode Island and Connecticut for our own personal deals. Um, I, I see it doing what everyone else does. If you want to, you know, nationalize this and that is it's, it's, it's pretty flat right now and hot right now in some pockets, who knows what's going to do. By the way, if you and I knew we wouldn't be on the podcast, right? The billionaires don't know. So we don't know. We're just going to be able to pivot as it pivots. Yeah, that's it. Just prognosticating, uh, as best we can for sure. For sure. Uh, what's, uh, what else about smart real estate coach are we missing? And I know you, you've authored a couple of books. So, uh, tell me about those real quickly. Yeah, I'll, we'll give them all to your tribe. Um, I, I got a link, make sure we say at the end, that's specifically for your tribe and it's not put your credit card in for shipping. It's free, but put your credit, we're going to ship it. It's all our cost. You won't put a 10 cents in. So we'll give you that at the end, but one is called real estate on your terms. It's basically what you and I have been talking about generally about how we operate our business. We don't hide anything. We, we throw it on the book, A through Z. We've got some cool student updated stories in there. It got revised during COVID. We didn't plan it. We just happened to be in the middle of revision. COVID hit. We said, all right, great. We'll just make it you know appropriate for what's going on. So that's very current. And then the new rules of real estate is a great one because it's a bunch of different niches given their opinion of what's going on, more broad versus our niche. 
Um, and then smart real estate coach, I, I guess the only thing we can talk about is the, we're the only one in our space uh, in the Inc. 5000 in 20, and we're waiting for the decision on 21. I know we'll, we'll be in it again. They, they decide by August of 22. Um, and, I, and I don't say that to say, look at us. I said to say, you go through some pretty grueling auditing. That's, this is not like pay a fee and get into Inc. 5000. You, you have, you're audited in every way, our CFO, our accounting, everything. And so that's a bit of a, of a trust factor, I think, when there's no one else in our space that, is, that has accomplished that as well as the best places to work. So we really give a hoot. We're family-based. We tend to attract a lot of people leaving the, uh, corporate America, and we tend to attract a lot of families because we're a family biz. Uh, so just a little bit about us for background, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I'm really glad you called that out. And it is a, a notable distinction. Right? Like you said at the beginning, there's no shortage of folks in the real estate education space. And we on the private lending side have kind of our version of that, right? like the old, the hard money lenders. And it's like, we are not, you know, Lima One, we are not a hard money lender. We are a private lending firm. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, I uh, empathize with you on that one. But like a similar distinction and call out like you and the crew do a spectacular job at what you do and you're just at the end of the day really good honest above board people trying to help other people so greatly appreciate you and the team chris and thank you for joining me on this recording you bet uh the link for you guys specifically dalton is wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash real estate of things beautiful thank you we will make sure to put that up as well hey chris Pleasure connecting with you, and I hope this is not the last time we speak. Thanks so much for joining, my friend. You bet. Thank you. Be safe. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care. Are you a real estate investor looking for the right lender that can finance all your deals and help you scale? Lima One Capital has the best suite of loan products in the industry, bar none. Whether that's fix and flips, fix and holds, building new construction, or buying rental properties, they have incredible financing solutions for it all. A reliable, common-sense lender is one of the most important parts of your investment team, and that's exactly what you get with Lima One. Let Lima One Capital show you how they've helped thousands of real estate investors scale and increase their wealth. Check out LimaOne.com or call 800-259-0595 to speak with a consultant in preparation for your next project. Thank you for joining us today on the Real Estate of Things podcast. Subscribe and tune in weekly for new content from the industry's best while we continue to unpack the nuances of this dynamic market. Follow us across social media for additional insights and analysis on the topics covered in each episode. And remember to rate, review, and share the show.